This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 153 is going to be from 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 reads, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. If God is in us, then we are greater than he who is in the world. But without him in us, we are not. Of ourselves, we are not greater than he who is in the world. We cannot defeat him by ourselves. We need to always remember that God is the greatness within us. He is what makes us great. We are not great by ourselves. We are simply little children. The only reason that we have overcome is because Jesus is in us. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. But he has to be in us. In Acts chapter 2, after Peter presents a great gospel sermon, in verse 37, the people ask a question, men and brethren, what shall we do? And in verse 38, Peter gives the response to this. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If we've been baptized, then we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have put God within us. And he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within not us. God is what makes us great. Without him, we are not great. It's through his word and through his spirit in us that we are great. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 22, the Bible reads, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb. The mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows, 
So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from the land to good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Prezites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of, of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the aff affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and Hittites and Amorites and Prezites and Hivites and Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst, and after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be, when you go, that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of his neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And you shall put them in, on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. You see, Moses was not the strength. He was not the greatness. And he recognized this. He said, who am I that I should go and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? You see, Moses understood that the greatness was not him. It was going to be God. And God said, I will be with you in verse 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And so we need to realize as God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. It was not going to be Moses who was the greatness to Pharaoh. It was going to be God. And so Moses asked, who shall I say sent me? And God said, I am who I am. 
And thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. You see, God is the greatness within us. He simply is. He has always been and he will always be. And so when Moses went to Pharaoh, it was not going to be his greatness. When Moses went to the children of Israel to tell them that God was going to take them out of the land of Egypt to a land flowing with milk and honey, it was not Moses that was the greatness. It was God that was the greatness. He was going to show Pharaoh his greatness. And it was not going to be Moses' power that brought them out of the land. But it was going to be God's. Look at verse 19. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And so it was not going to be Moses that was doing these mighty wonders. It was going to be God working through Moses. And it's the same way for us today. We are not the greatness. God is. It's God's word that is greatness. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The messenger is not the power of God unto salvation. It's the word of God that is the power of God unto salvation. Going on in Exodus, in Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 9, the Bible says, Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, Now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, Put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again, and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not believe even these two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. Moses still understood this in Exodus chapter 4. He said, they won't listen to me. What if they say you haven't appeared to me? And so God said, I'll give you a sign to show them. Notice that it was not Moses' power that was going to convince the children of Israel. It was God's power that was going to convince the children of Israel. He is the greatness within Moses. He is the greatness within us, not us. He did three signs. He caught a serpent, a rod, by the tail and turned it into a serpent and then reached out and turned it back into a rod. He put his hand in his coat and it became leprous and put it in again and it wasn't leprous. He took blood or he took water from the river and turned it into blood. You see, these are the greatness of God. He can set aside the natural order if he so chooses to do so. He is the greatness within, not us. It was never Moses that was the greatness. It was God. 
In Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1, then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. You see, the children of Israel didn't care much that Moses was coming to them saying that they were going to leave, but it was God's word that would convince them. It was God's power. It was God's greatness. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. Going on in Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 17. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall say. But he said, O my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. And so again, Moses Understanding his weaknesses says, I'm not eloquent. And God says, you don't have to be because it's not going to be you that's talking. It's going to be me. Moses understood that God was the greatness within, not him. And so we need to understand this today, that we are not the greatness within. God is the greatness within us. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. This will keep us from becoming proud and arrogant because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. In John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he pruneth, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. If we separate ourselves from Jesus, we are nothing. Because he is the vine and we are the branches. We cannot bear fruit separated from him. But with him, we can do all things. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He is the strength. He is the greatness, not us. And we need to understand this as Paul understood it in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 when he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The power of God is his word. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 
25, the Bible says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For the Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. To the world, the message of God is foolishness. But to the, us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? No one is great without God. As God's people, we need to always remember that God is the greatness within, not us. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.